Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So what are some mistakes that maybe you have made running a record label? You know, what are some mistakes that you see that are out there when it comes to running a record label? Definitely poor time management, 100% poor communication. With that, I mean, is like, you know, to do it from vinyl, you have to make sure because of certain deadlines. For example, it's like certain plants in Europe, they don't press between July to September because it's so hot mm, okay. that these record plants, they I think they probably burn records at like probably over like 300 degrees. So you're talking about this industrial space that's probably getting just as hot. So you're getting these records off the press that are like malleable. So you're not getting straight records. They start to warp. All sorts of things can go wrong. So you have probably about two months. And on top of that, you have to make sure you're fitting into their timeline because everybody's trying to, you know, have a hit record for the summertime because summertime is, you know, spring and summertime is festival season. And so you want to make sure you have your your promos ready. You want to make sure. And that just comes with just being on top of everybody that you're working with from the mastering engineer to your art person, to the person who's getting your labels, to the person who's doing your masters and your stampers. And then finally your vinyl. So it's definitely just about, again, like, you know, the time management of like, who do I need to contact at this time? Making sure that all your affairs are in order. Because with me, as far as like, when it comes to running a label, I don't rush my artists. Mm. Some labels, they do rush their artists to fit into certain deadlines. I make sure that I roll my communication if my artist is not ready. Because I'll never put out a record if my artist is not 100% on board with it. And that's the other communication piece is like finding out, especially if your artist is a touring DJ or a touring producer, you want to make sure that at least that they're, you know, devoting some time to work on, you know, basically, you know, your contract, you paid them for a service. And at some point, you know, you are collecting on that service. So with my artists, you know, I, I make sure that, you know, I put whatever negotiation we make. Yeah, I'll be honest about my business dealings. I either, I pay most of the money to my artists from 75 to 100%, depending on, upon my cost. And sometimes I'll, we can talk about paying them up front, whether it be a deposit or you know, they make, you know, until I reach a certain amount of record sales, which is what distributors do. And again, I make sure that's communicated beforehand because some people, they don't know the business. And I know so many artists, especially in the underground, that, you know, there will be a record label owner that really wants their music and they don't communicate even about payment. Like I know people that haven't been paid for huge records. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. But I got to tell you this, though. I don't think I ever told you this. Cause I, I tell a lot of people, but I have to personally thank you. The few years through Capital, I remember coming to your crib. I had one of my frat brothers record a song. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Yo, you really changed my mind on how to look at DJ and the aspect. You know, you probably don't see that now because obviously I'm in this forever. So there's certain things I do that, you know, per se, I, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't do per se. Like there's certain music I play that if I didn't have to, on everything I love, I would never play. But you did really change my mind about what a DJ is supposed to be, how to DJ a party, how to just even approach DJing, like how to look at it. And even, I love what you said about when you connect with other DJs or you connect with other people with music, making sure that they align with your values, 
even how you feel about music and how you feel about certain things. So I think like that's very important because you can't really form a brotherhood per se with another DJ or somebody in music if y'all don't really have the same values or y'all don't really see eye to eye on like the very important things to you. So like, yeah, I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I used to, I, I interned with this cool ass dude that went to Ramapo and like, yo, he changed. Like, I wasn't really that much. I knew about house music. I'm from Jersey. I just wasn't really, I didn't know like the, I didn't really study house music. I didn't know the history of house music, but like, yo, you put me on to that. And I'm not that like, I didn't, I haven't dove back that deep into house music, but I have appreciation and love for it. I understand there is a big difference, a big difference over here. And even a big difference, you know, compared to Europe and some of the other continents as well. It's not the same. Like what you're hearing on the radio, like I'm not going to say it's not Real House or whatever, you know, that's a different conversation. But, yeah, there's different aspects to this game. So I just definitely want to thank you because, yeah, you really changed my mind about a lot of things. Even to this day, I still hold that with me. But, yeah, you really, I don't know, man. It's you and another guy. Like, I don't know. If I didn't meet you two guys, I don't know what possibly I would be doing as far as, like, in the, I don't know. Like, I probably would be DJing, like, terrible-ass events. Like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all really changed my mind. Like, you know? So I, I just want to thank you for that. Like, I don't think I ever told you that, but I learned a lot, like, just watching you, just literally watching you. I learned a lot. So my question to you, man, you're not that I haven't seen people do this, but you're the first guy I've seen, like, face-to-face DJ with a DJ partner. Like, the first guy, like, officially I've seen do that. Man, like, I feel like you have to have a crazy amount of chemistry, got to be on the same page. I mean, how is it? DJing with another DJ, like as a, having a DJ partner, being on the same set, one DJ's on the left deck, the other DJ's on, you're on the right deck. Like, how is that experience and how is it? Well, when it's the right person, it's electric. So this weekend, um, I played with Lou. The last time I played with Lou, or Velasco, last time I played with Velasco was 2019 at Watergate in Berlin. Okay. And then before then, I was just, you know, playing with Lou all the time. So we had built something that's been special for years. So honestly, I love playing with Lou because Lou's one of those guys that he brings the best out of me. And I try to, I damn sure try to bring the best out of him. Like there's just so much into, because I think what helps make it is again, the communication piece. Like I talk to, if I'm playing with somebody, I'm, I'm letting them know. It's like, okay, I'm going to set you up with this. This record is mm-hmm. going to sound like this, like yeah. either... Like you have an option, you can take it up or you can keep it going. But right now, like this is what I'm on. I've seen it fail and I've been in back to backs where it fails, where it's just like somebody's just playing with their ego. And I think where it makes it really special is when you drop that ego and you're open to that person's, because basically it's just like you're painting a piece together. Right, right. You got, this, you know, I'm adding this piece, then you add another, or a puzzle. Like you, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I, you know, I, I grew up, work together too. It's lovely. Like, yeah, I could, you guys are very cohesive. Like you guys work well together. I've I've seen it. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like I said, it's just, it's something so special. And I think, you know, part of the background, I think that helps me as well is like, I grew up playing basketball, you know, I'm five, six on a good day. I got to be a point guard. You got to trust your players. You got to trust your players, you know? So it's like when you grow up with that mentality and you grow grow up, like when we're in the shit, we're in it together. We're getting out of it. Again, you can drop that ego and you can just go in it. And I have another good friend that we're working on right now, playing South America at the end of April. Uh, His name is Rama. He's another guy that's like an electric back-to-back person. But because he understands, you know, he came to me early in his development. So we've been able to cultivate that early of just like, this is not for us. 
this is for them. How do we understand each other to deliver them this beautiful message? Y'all got the yeah. mindset for real. Like <laughs> that's what I love about if you're enjoying the content you're watching right now and you want to level up and create vibes at all the events you DJ at, well, make sure you subscribe to us right now.